Welcome to Create Your Own Light, where we harness our past, we embrace our future, and learn to conquer the roadblocks along the way together. I'm your host, Travis Howes. Let's get on with it. Well, here we are. Um, I finally got this podcast going after much deliberation. I want to say probably after about five or six years of deliberation. When podcasts first came out, I would sit around and look at people doing them. I remember being backstage in Birmingham, Alabama, and I was working with a well-known comedian. I don't try not to name drop, but uh, I remember watching him do his podcast from the green room before the show started, and he was talking into a microphone, and I was sitting on the leather couch, and I was like, man, look at this lonely motherfucker here. (laughs) And I swore back then I would never be so lonely that I would speak into a microphone with nobody around. As in that night, I took the stage to a sold-out show in Birmingham, Alabama. And now I, I fast forward what several years, and here I am. I'm at my I'm at my desk, my office, talking to a goddamn microphone with nobody around me. I'm looking at a a damn blue jay on the fence next to my pool, and. Uh, yeah, this is this is where life has gotten gotten me, and um, I'm gonna make the best of it. And I'm not gonna be lonely in here because I have all of you guys listening. All three downloads that this episode is gonna get. I'm just gonna pretend like you're sitting in front of me. Um, this is awkward, but it's nice. You know, I'm I'm honestly I'm a, I'm I'm over being in front of people too. Well, not over it, but I don't mind. I don't mind being being home by myself for a little while around away from the crowds and everything because people will piss you off man so to those new listeners anybody's listening um this is my first episode of create your own light um podcast i the name was inspired after the book that i wrote i i wrote a book called obviously create your own light and it's about my life as a united states marine former police officer and a former firefighter and finding post-traumatic purpose in life and after being injured in the line of duty where I could no longer be a fireman uh, had to find that new purpose in life which led me down many many different roads to motivational speaking to stand-up comedy to flipping houses and everything in between to where now I'm an aspiring fucking farmer (laughs) and those of you that follow me on Instagram you know what I'm talking about I went and bought a damn Big ass farm. I know nothing about farming. I actually grew up in the country, and uh, I got away from it. And in my adult years, I've been away from that country life for twenty plus years, and uh, been living in Charleston, South Carolina. And I couldn't grow the first fucking vegetable if I tried. But anyway, bought this property, and I fully intend on farming it. And then I uh, got my big ass tractor there. I got all kinds of equipment over there, and, and I'm just going to get to it and try to figure it out as I go. Maybe it'll add for some uh, some good content along the way on Instagram. So, those of you that know, I, I started this podcast and I wanted to put it out. And uh, I didn't know kind of which direction I wanted to go. And I've always been super, super appreciative of the people that support me. In whatever you know realm of life I'm in at the time. And uh, I wanted to include you guys on this podcast. And I wanted to... Find a way to make it as interactive as possible. Now we can't see all of your faces and everything right now. I don't. I don't know. 
how to do the technology. I'm tech, tech, I am not tech savvy. I'm going to just go ahead and tell you that. So you guys have to bear with me. Um, I do have this microphone. It's pretty cool. I, I hooked it up myself. So hopefully it sounds fine on your end. There's no edits on my show. I say something, I'm not editing it. Because one, I'll probably mess it up. Two, I just don't give a fuck. I'm at that point in life where I'm in my 40s. And I have reached this. I mean, you hear this too in, in, in life. People are like, man, I don't care what people think about me. Well, bullshit. You, you do. And you can tell it shows in a lot of people. But I'm going to tell you right now, I 100% do not give a fuck about anything anymore. And you, let me tell you, if you want to find true happiness in life, uh, and many of you guys have probably heard this, when you can literally give zero fucks about anything, your life gets better. I never knew this. When I stopped trying so hard to make people happy, man, life just got better. I got 10 times easier. And I got off track here because, look, I'm not a professional radio host. You know, if I were a DJ, what my name would be? My name would be DJ Press Play. Um, that's pretty genius, right? So I wanted to get back to I don't have any guests on my show today. It is just me. And Turkey Sue is my dog. And you guys know her from Instagram. She's in the living room and fat Charlie's in there sleeping. So you're not going to hear anybody else except for me. But what I was getting at is I was talking about how um, we got these, these topics from Instagram and uh, I wanted to, I wanted to really include you guys and make this interactive because I love interacting with you guys. And sometimes if I can't get back to your comments, um, please bear with me because sometimes I'm on my farm and I don't get good reception or two, you're just weird. And you sent me some weird shit, man. I have gotten some weird, weird shit. I've gotten, uh, dudes wanting to have dinner. <laughs> want to fly me out to goddamn Memphis for some barbecue. And I'm like, hold up dog. Like what kind of vibe am I putting out? On Instagram, where you think I'm gonna go hop on a, on a plane from Charleston and fly into Memphis, like like I'm Elvis Presley coming home, and then me and you were gonna go sit down and have a barbecue dinner and some French fries, shit. Come on, come on, fellas, stop being weird. Put your jean shorts back on. But I love you guys seriously. Um, I don't know where this podcast is going to go. Like literally this is me just bullshitting for a few minutes, introducing myself, um, to anybody that may be new to this. And they probably, if they are, they probably already checked out. Um, I've been a part of so many podcasts as a guest and I've had so much fun on them. Like I, and I know some of you guys have watched a lot of them that I've done. I've done some really, really big ones and I've done some very small ones and everything in between. And I've always, always, always enjoyed being a guest and I've always appreciated the effort that the host put in to getting to know me prior to me coming on their show. That's always been really cool that these folks take the time to get to know you the best that they can. A lot of them ordered my book from me. They, uh, they read it cover to cover, um, except my boy, Andy Stump, who's a Navy SEAL cause they don't really read like, uh, they're like Marines. We don't read. We just eat crayons. So I think Andy looked at the pictures, <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm buzzing his balls. He, um, he read it and we had a, we had an amazing, uh, interview together and that was a lot of fun. We talked a lot of shit on that one and, and that I really enjoyed that. So I'm hoping that, 
I can talk a lot of shit for you guys and I'm hoping I can eventually get some really cool guests on here because, you know, coming from my world of being a Marine and a police officer and a firefighter, man, I, I, I have a comedian, a motivational speaker. I have a plethora of people that I could reach out to, to get on my show. Problem is the goddamn technology and I don't know how to dub them in and I'd like to do it with video too. And I know I can do zoom and I'm not looking for recommendations. So dude in Memphis that wanted to fly me out for barbecue, don't hit me up like you're an IT guy and you can come here and have some sandwiches with me and, and show me the ropes. Cause I'm not doing that with you. You weird motherfucker. Um, but what I'm getting at is I think that over time, if you guys bear with me, it'll, it'll be better than just me sitting here on the mic. I can, I can get some people. Honestly, I'd like to get some people that I arrested back in the day. I, I got, if I can, if I could drum them up and have them sit down and we could talk, talk about that experience. I would love to have the guy that I, but he's in prison right now. So I doubt I could get this in prison, but I, I almost got killed on a, uh, on a traffic stop one night off of Ashley phosphate road in North Charleston, South Carolina. And for legal reasons, I can't say the guy's name, but I'll never forget it. And I think I told this story on a podcast, but not really that in depth. Um, long story short, I found cocaine on this guy and I went to arrest him. And when I did, he, um, he turned around and sucker punched me and he hit that button on your chin. And if you've ever been punched in the face, we all have this little button on our chin and you touch that and it drives your jawbone back into, I don't know the scientific term, but it drives your jawbone back and it is lights the fuck out. There's no, there's nothing you can do. I don't care how big and strong or how much MMA you do. You get hit in that sweet spot. That's your ass, Mr. Postman. So he turned around and he clocked me and, um, I fell down. I mean, I just like a sack of potatoes. I'm on the ground. And then before I knew it, he's on top of me beating the life out of me and, he has, um, with one hand, he's beating my face, and the other hand, he's trying to get my weapon out of my holster. Now, back then, as a police officer, sorry if y'all can hear these goddamn dogs barking. I'm not in the country. I'm actually in Charleston, a place where I don't want to be. Um, hang on, I got a dog out. Like I said, there's no editing. Goddamn it, turkey, get up. I was hoping to bring y'all more professionalism, um, but that's kind of what we got right now, and I'm not going to be able to edit that out, so y'all can uh, eat my ass. Here's a spoon. Enjoy. <laughs> so, sorry to be nasty. That's who I am. I'm a shit talker, man. We have, uh, but we'll get some serious stuff going. But anyway, this guy jumps on top of me. He's beating me. We had double retention holsters, and uh, he's got my weapon halfway out of my holster somehow, and... Right before he jumped on me, I was able to grab my radio and call out 1010. That was a 10 code for uh, officer needs assistance. I'm in a fight. And my old training officer happened to be working an off-duty gig at the bowling alley, literally across the street. And I didn't know it. But uh, while this guy's beating me damn near unconscious, and uh, my training officer comes across and he hits him in the head and gets him off of me. And then we uh, we get suspect under arrest, whatever. And uh, after I wear the cobweb, shake cobwebs off, he told he told uh, me and he told the investigators too that uh, he was going to kill me with my weapon because he was going to be sent back to prison for life. And uh, he was he was on probation and one more one more strike and that was his ass. So he ended up going to prison for life. But if I can find out what prison he's in, how cool would that be if we go sit down and talk to him? And you know, like the I guess the first question I would have to ask him is sitting down and be like, "How's life?" <laughs> that probably wouldn't go over too well. But anyhow, 
Yeah, so as I as I get going, I think I can have some interesting guests on, man. I can have some of my former fire chiefs, some uh, some road comedians that I've worked with, some comedy bookers, some comedy club owners, um, audience members. I mean, who shit? Some of uh, some of the hosts that maybe I've been on their podcast. I mean, I mean the 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 list goes on. Of people we can get on here, but you guys just got to bear with me and keep supporting um, and kind of. Help me as I go along. This podcast is going to be aiming around um, trying to motivate people. You know, obviously we're going to have funny stories and everything, but obviously I want to motivate people to live their best life and to be able to dig themselves out of, you know, holes that they may be in and shit. You know, I know on social media, it looks like I live this wonderful, glamorous life and that's couldn't be any further from, from the truth, honestly. And, and you, you guys, I think you, you know me by now, I'm pretty transparent and it's, it's not all stars and rainbows over here when the social media goes off. I can promise you that. Um, there's certain things you keep personal, obviously, but I don't mind opening up to you guys and telling you, um, you know, my life isn't exactly what it seems on on social media and I, and nobody's is for, for that matter. I don't put all the, all the worries and the woes out there. You guys don't get to get to see the pictures of me up late at night, wondering how I'm going to provide for my family. Wonder, wondering, you know, worrying about certain things that I worry about. You, you guys don't get those pictures. I only show you the happy shit, you know, <laughs> and I only after, after I'm smiling, after a picture, you know, you don't you don't get to see the, the goddamn motherfuckers and and this bullshit and that because I I don't I don't care to see that in other people's lives either you know um I don't honestly think people don't care um, enough about the bullshit that's going on in your life because we all have it going on in our lives and we're all trying to figure out how to get over that mountain ourselves you know so I tell people all the time stop complaining just just get to live in your life and get to doing the things that make you happy. Because inevitably, we're all going to have bad days. We're all going to have bad moments in life. And we just got to figure out how to get get by it and get through it ourselves. Because nobody honestly really gives a shit about your bad day. Um, you know, people are going to say prayers up, send in prayers, blah, 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 blah. But I, I guarantee you at the, at the end of their day, nine times out of ten, they're not thinking about you because they have their own shit going on. So I tell folks... Sack up, get some responsibility going, ownership and acceptance, own what's up, whatever's going on in your life, accept it, move forward and do the best you can. That leads me to self-resilience. Um, I, you know, I have two daughters and the biggest thing with me being a father of two little girls is I, I want them to be self-sufficient as soon as they possibly can, uh, because I have this, um, with what I've been through with PTSD and all that, you you know, we go through hypervigilance and we have this shortened um, shortened expectation of life for ourselves. Um, I never thought I would live as long as I have, and I'm blessed to to have lived this long and, and been able to experience the things I have. But I also have a dark side to me, and I'm always you know expecting the the inevitable. And it's not that I'm running from it or I'm afraid of, of dying or anything like that because I'm not. I just try to be prepared as possible so I can leave my loved ones in a better position when I'm gone. 
And I think a big part of parenting um, is teaching our kids resiliency, teaching them how to bounce back. And I am a extremely tough father. And it's not that I'm patting myself on the back for that. Uh, because I love my kids. Now, don't get me wrong. I love my children. But I'm very tough on them. I expect them to do better. And I expect them to learn from their mistakes at a very young age. I don't accept or tolerate much bullshit at all. And and, and I don't believe that, oh, they're, they're just being kids. You got to let know they're not. They're being assholes right now. And they're about to learn a lesson. And I teach them the best that I can. Because if you are around people that are lazy parents... You'll understand what I'm getting at. It's easy It's easy to be a parent. Anybody can be a fucking parent. It's hard to be an effective parent. That's, that's where it takes work. I've noticed more gray hair in my beard and my hair in the last year because of, I think, of effective parenting. And I think what happens is a lot of parents, they just give up. Their kids start running the house and their kids just do not get whatever the parents are putting down. The kids are not picking it up, what they're putting down. And my wife and I, I made a vow. I was like, look, we're not going to raise assholes. I'm not saying our kids, we put them on a pedestal because we don't. Um, my kids are just as fucked up as some other kids. Trust me. They, they're not perfect angels. But I don't sell them short by giving up on them. When, when they need to, to learn a lesson. I'm not a lazy parent. I will get up off my ass and I will go correct them versus just letting it, an issue go unresolved. And because what we see with these unresolved issues in parenting, the kid starts learning these. Um, they start accepting the way that things are around the house. Like, well, I can just do this and there's no consequences. You ever you ever see those parents, they count to three and then nothing happens at fucking three? Because I'm sitting over there salivating at the mouth, waiting to see a bitch slap at three. Like, oh, please get to three. And this little motherfucker have, has not corrected his behavior. Please get to three. I want to see what you're going to do. And then they get to three. And then they, like, threaten them some more. <laughs> And it, it drives me crazy. That's why I don't count to three. You get it. You get it. I tell you one time. And if you don't do whatever's happening right then, it's MMA time, baby. Um, we're gonna get we're gonna get to doing some jujitsu up in here. And if you get choked out, you just get choked out. <laughs> Obviously, I'm kidding. I don't choke out my four year old, but my six year old, she will. I'll, no, I'm just kidding. Um, One of the requests that I got on Instagram was a um, was a request to talk about parenting with PTSD, um, and I think that's a really good topic. And I wish that I kind of had somebody to bounce some things off of another parent that you know suffered through PTSD. But I'm just going to kind of talk about it from my perspective, and you know, kind of let you guys in on my life a little bit with that. It's uh, parenting has been extremely difficult for me. It's been very stressful. Obviously parenting in itself is stressful, but when you have something like PTSD, and I know a lot of people don't like to use the word D on there. I use it because I'm just old school. That's what it was called when it came out. And you know, I know I'll get some, some hate messages or not hate messages, but like, Hey man, it's not a disorder, but shut the fuck up. It's, it is what it is. It's PTSD. (laughs) So, um, 
Parenting alone is hard. Parenting with PTSD is a whole nother animal. And if you have someone in your home, ladies, if your husband's going through it and you don't really understand him, or fellas, if your husband, your wife is going through it, or your husband, whatever, you know, I don't judge. You're, let's just say if your spouse is suffering with PTSD and you don't quite understand why they're the way they are and why they're so shrewd sometimes, I'll try to shed some light on that. Um, one of the things that has always bothered me and without getting too deep into this topic is children screaming. Now, you guys know my background, uh, Marine, police officer, firefighter. Children screaming is one of my major, major triggers. I have lost friendships because of people's children screaming. And these same parents that, um, I shouldn't, I should, you know, I'm not going to blame the parents. It's me. We're being honest here. Um, I've been at, I've been at functions where backyard parties where kids are screaming and having a good time. And inside my body, I'm in a, I'm, I'm in a fight for my life. And that, that sounds crazy if you don't know what I'm talking about, but if you know what I'm talking about, when, if one, one of your triggers gets set, you don't even understand the levels of anxiety somebody's body goes through when this starts happening. And I always do my best. And back then, before I really knew how to take care of myself maintenance wise, I don't even put myself in those positions anymore. Um, and honestly, if I do now, I'm, I'm in a lot better place these days than what I used to be. But I would be at a party and kids are screaming. And I literally want to go ape shit crazy. And I just, I would get this look on my face and my wife would see it. And I tell her it's time to go get the kids. We're leaving. And people would look at us like, what in the fuck is wrong with him? And it was because um, a trigger had been had set off inside of me and I didn't know how to deal with it. I did not know what to do. And all the help in the world that I was getting, the counseling and everything, it just, nothing prepares you for those moments. You really have to literally figure them out on your own in that moment. And time and time again, we would, um, we would go to you know, functions and stuff with, with other families, with other kids. And these things would happen. And these are the things you don't see on my social media posts, right? You see, see a post of me storming out, holding both of my fucking kids under my arm with this, this mean ass face, fucking wife got this pissed off face. She's having to bring the dessert that she brought over. Cause we're leaving 20 minutes into this thing. Cause some goddamn kids were in a jump castle having fun. <laughs> I can see that picture now. and Nobody would understand like the hell is going on with these people. But literally, I had those problems, and um, as funny as it is to look back on, it wasn't funny at the time, and I ruined some really good friendships because of that. Parenting with PTSD is extremely, extremely difficult because, one, you want, obviously you want your kids to have fun. You want them to have relationships, and I felt like I was getting in the way of that. Um, my kids, we have a pool out back, and I would come outside and sit by the pool with them, and literally within three or four minutes, I had I had to walk off. I had to leave because they were just screaming and having fun. It wasn't even they were they weren't screaming bloody murder. They were doing what kids do, yelling and screaming and having fun. But Daddy was sick, and I couldn't be around it. And it, and I was embarrassed as a father. Um, I felt helpless as a father. I felt like I was ruining my children's fun. I was ruining their lives. And I was getting help. And that was the hard thing is just nothing could, nothing could help me no matter how much help I got in those situations. And 
that's just one little trigger that I had and still have, but I, I manage it differently. That was one trigger of probably 300 triggers that I have. I'm, t- I'm just no joke. There's all kinds of things that make me feel that way. At any given time, I'll be at someone's house and, and something is going on and I am in prevent mode. I'm in uh, hypervigilance mode. General Mattis had a say and it says, um, be, be professional, be courteous, but have a plan to kill everybody you meet. And there, there is no truer statement. And people that go through what I've gone through, when they're around, they're looking at ways of this. I can't wait to see the invitations I get for house parties after this or get togethers, <laughs> social gatherings. But don't think I haven't sat there in a room and thought about if shit breaks bad in here, who, who's going to catch it first. And when you're sitting in a room, you feel, you feel like an outcast anyway. Because I know the things that I'm thinking and the things that I'm feeling are not normal. But here's the problem. Nine times out of ten, the gatherings that we are at, most people are normal. And I'm not normal. Whereas if I were hanging around people like me, I would be completely normal. And I would feel at ease. It's hard. It's very hard when you're hanging around young professionals who have been handed everything in life who have been coddled, who have been given money by their families, and they've never had to really pull themselves up by the bootstraps. They've never seen a fucking bloody nose in their life. And then you get a guy like me who has never been handed anything, who has been around major violence, who has been affected in all kinds of ways. And then when you walk into a social setting like that, it is very hard to be a chameleon and just blend in and be a part of everything that's going on and be accepted. It's hard. You stand out. It's you, you, you get very uncomfortable and it's very obvious. I used to be ashamed of that. I used to be very embarrassed. I used to be, um, reluctant and hesitant to even go to functions. It was like pulling teeth to get me to go anywhere. I would find every excuse to not go somewhere because I just didn't feel normal. And I honestly, inside of me, I felt like I'm going to snap on somebody at one of these things. That's They're, they're going to be completely innocent, but it's going to be something because of a trigger with me that's going to make me lose my mind. And then we're not going to be welcome back. My poor kids are not going to have those um, little friends that they had. That's how it is, parenting with PTSD. It's very difficult. But I'm proud to say... I have worked extremely hard and it was taken me, it's taken me over a decade, well over a decade to be, to get to the place that I've finally arrived at where I'm comfortable in those settings now. And you know why it goes back to earlier in this episode. I quit giving a fuck. I honestly just quit giving a fuck. I don't care. I reached a point at man, I'm 42. I don't care if I blend in with your social circle anymore. I'm not trying to. If you're good people, I like you. Um, if you, but if you cross the line with me, somebody like me, I'll let you know. I don't bite my tongue, and that's caused problems. But man, I'm too old to be seeking other people's approval anymore. I, I just don't. I just don't give a shit. I just want to be a good dude. I want to do good things. I want to help people. But I'm not going to 
beg for your approval, if if that makes sense. I'm not sure how this is coming across on your end, the listener. Because some of you may not even relate to this, but I know a huge portion of my audience, anyways, military, police, and fire. I know you you are thumbing the crown through your pants right now. The guys are anyway, and some of the ladies, because I've seen uh, some of the steroid pictures that that you are doing. I'm just kidding. Um, some of the shit we don't take serious, right? But uh, some of you are definitely going to get it, and those of you that don't get this. You're probably rolling your eyes and you're like, oh, whatever, whatever. Yeah, but this is real. And um, your own friends have probably plotted your death at a party and you just don't know about it. So um, that's what parenting with PTSD is like. It's rough. It's hard. You try to hide it from your children. Um, I tried to hide it from my kids and I knew my kids were just being kids. And felt like I was I was ruining their childhood and... I'm so proud that I'm no longer in that in that headspace that I once was, and it, you know, and I'm gonna tell you why that is before I get out of here. I'm no longer in that headspace that I once was because I took ownership of my situation, and that's what this podcast is going to be about. Create your own light. Nobody's coming to rescue you. Nobody's throwing you a rope down in your dark hole. Nobody's going to throw you a ladder. The party upstairs outside of that hole with the social gathering. Nobody gives a shit about you down in that hole. They're not going to rescue you. They're going to keep drinking their drinks and eating their shrimp cocktails. You want to come out of that hole and be a part of the party? You got to dig yourself out, climb yourself up. And the only way to do that is to own your situation. Accept whatever you have been through in the past. Whatever you're dealing with, just just fucking crush it. You got to own it. You got to accept it and move forward. I say in my book that we all have struggles that drag us down. It's a weight on our shoulders. A lot of us carry uh, with when you have PTSD or, or you know something like that, depression, all that. But you really only have two options in life when that's going on. And here's your two options: you can one, you can let that weight drag you down into the ground and control your entire life. Or you can too, you can use that weight, you can pick it up, you can lift it and do reps with that motherfucker and you just lift it and lift it and lift it and make yourself stronger. And don't use it to just make yourself stronger. Make yourself stronger and make those around you stronger. Be a better human being for whatever's happened to you. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. Because all that's going to do is put you in the victim mindset. And once you get in that victim mindset, your life's over. Nothing will ever, ever work out in your favor. It's all because of whatever's happened in your past. Poor, poor me. Poor, poor me. And when you get into that headspace, that's where I was for a long time. Man, nothing fruitful will come from that. The fruits will come when you finally accept and get real with yourself. One, I mean, not 98, not 99%. I mean, 110 fucking percent honest and real with yourself. Look in the mirror and be proud of who you are. You've made it this far. You've come a long way from who you used to be. Nobody's perfect. We're not looking for that in each other. Damn, I wouldn't want to be perfect. What a boring fucking life that would be, right? I hope this podcast, I hope this episode kind of sheds some light on where we are heading with it. Um, like I say, I'm just a one-man show with no technological experience other than uh, maybe some farm equipment, some weapons, and shit like that. 
not with these computers. So I'm going to try to figure this out and I'm hoping to make this more interactive and engaging. Um, I, I realize I may have gotten like a little long winded there and may have segued out prematurely on some things, but Hey, some guys were just premature like that. <laughs> so hope you guys had a fun time. I had fun sitting here at my desk, looking at my pool, thinking about those memories of my kids out there screaming. And now I'm excited for summer to come around because you know, I've come a long way from who I used to be and I'm proud of that. And now I can actually enjoy pool time with them. It's uh, February. No, shit, that's not February. What is it? It's July. No. Damn, y'all see how old I'm getting? It's January 19th. It's like 40-something degrees outside. I'm actually so excited now. I'm going to take these kids swimming when they get home from school today. Hope you guys have a fantastic week. Go kick some ass. You're not going to crush it every day. Don't let five, like, like five minutes of your bad day ruin your entire day or your entire week. Keep your head focused and keep your mind clear. Do the shit that, that you want to do in life. You deserve it. This rat race where we're just always trying to pay bills and run around and be responsible all the time. Yeah, that shit gets old and it wears you out. And before you know it, your life clock has just ticked by you. And then you look back and you're like, where the hell... Where the hell did my life go? Take some time for yourself and go do some things. That's why, honestly, that's why I bought a farm. We'll get into that. We'll get into that down the road. I got so hell bent on investing money and owning real estate and flipping houses and doing all that shit. And I got tired of it. There's no life in that. You just become a hoard of money. And that, I mean, that's all it, that's all it is. And I was like, enough of this. I'm going to go get something I've always wanted. I've been responsible my whole life. I've been very, very money disciplined, extremely money disciplined. And maybe that's why I was, you know, in a position finally to do something like I, like I did where my family was able to go out and get a farm. But I'm not saying not be disciplined, but at some point you got to splurge. You got to spoil yourself because you deserve everything in life that you want. It's just a timing thing, baby. That's all it is. Hey, until next time, uh, give me some feedback after you hear this. Hit me up on Instagram. Um, let me know. Shoot me a DM um, how I can improve on this, um, which would probably be just stop doing it. That would probably be the best improve, um, improve, oh, shit, I can't even get my words right, approval rating that I can get. Um, and if you are curious about my book, go check it out. I'll plug it all the time because uh, – that's what I'm going to do. My book is called Create Your Own Light. It's on Amazon. It's got several hundred reviews. We're about to hit 300 reviews, I think. Um, it's doing really good. Sold thousands of copies so far, and it's getting embedded into the communities where people need it the most. Um, those suffering from depression, anxiety, survivor's guilt, post-traumatic stress, you name it. That book is more transparent than I can ever be on this little podcast. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to compete with it. I'm going to try to open up with you guys some more. So thank you for your support. I love each and every one of you. Even the dude in Tennessee with the with the special barbecue sauce. Until next time, I'm Travis House. Thank you. Hey.